Welcome to the Fantasy Sultans for 2022. I'm Trip Rogers along with Mike Sheck. We are back in the saddle again. As they as we say every year, Mike, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Draft day. That's right. And as Frank Costanza would say, I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We are ready for the Fantasy Sultans to get underway. Our draft is uh, a little bit less than two weeks away, actually. Well, no. Actually, uh, from the recording, it's two weeks away from today. That's right. So, uh, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know what? We are on the clock. Oh, wait a minute. We've been on the clock for months now. So, we we know what's going on. We know Uh, what we're doing. You know, I I was going to say, it's 30 seconds into the season, and you get a Seinfeld reference. And I'm just like, oh, my God. You're starting early this year. I mean, you really are. That's one thing. If you just joined us or you just learned about the Fantasy Sultans, we do Seinfeld references all the time. So get with the program, folks. If you don't know what Seinfeld is, right. then you better catch up on um, on uh, Netflix. Okay. let's. Um, first off, this week we're going to kind of deal with some of the stories and some of the players we're watching and, and some of the things. And then next week uh, we'll do a little draft strategy for you. If you're drafting this weekend, we'll give you some tips. Um, as you get set for this weekend, because a lot of dra- a lot of um, a lot of leagues will do draft this last weekend of August. Uh, again, since the NFL has changed their calendar and only do three preseason games, you now have the last weekend of preseason, the final weekend of August, and then the cutdown day is on Monday, and then you have kind of like a couple of the player. Everybody gets time off, and then they uh, start back in earnest. Uh, with the Thursday night game or that week one of the NFL season, which is September the 8th. And, and we'll, we'll, again, we will uh, touch on this and that and the other thing. But first, obviously, Mike, we got to talk about the big story in the offseason. And it is also a big story in fantasy. Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Yeah. So the $64 question is, what do you do if you're a Deshaun Watson fan and do you try and draft him? Well, you know, I don't think you do. And in, 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 in the mock drafts that I did, and uh, I've watched some people, he was not even drafted in any of the rounds. So I think he's going to land on the waiver wire. He may be a pickup. Got to realize he's going to be out 11 games. The suspension could have been longer. Could it go longer? You know, I don't know what the NFL is going to do, if they're going to push harder for it. But again, 11 weeks, that is what the timetable is going to be for Deshaun Watson. He wanted it to be six weeks. Of course, the NFL uh, ruled and pushed for the 11 weeks. But again, that's going to be 11 weeks that you are without a player. I think that's a waste of a pick. You pick him up, if anything, on the waiver wire. Now, I know there's going to be someone who may pick him up. And would I disagree with it? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's a gutsy pick. To, to to waste on a, uh, you know, you want to make the most of your draft picks. So I think when you take a look at this situation, again, 11 weeks that he's going to be out, and I would say absolutely stay away from drafting him. I'll tell you who really favors uh, the or benefits, I should say, Nick Chubb and the running game. Jacoby Brissett's going to be the quarterback or looks to be the quarterback unless they bring in somebody like a Jimmy Garoppolo, which was talked about, has not happened yet. It's going to be Brissett. The running game, running game, running game in Cleveland. Nick Chubb, second round. 
target yeah, him. I agree. I agree. One thing I do want to say is you talk about the NFL. The NFL wanted him suspended indefinitely. And basically that would mean you could apply for reinstatement after a year. And there would also be a component where he has to go through. There are some classes he has to go through. He has to go uh, through some sensitivity training, that kind of thing. That's still in place. And I, I think your comment is valid because 11 games is right now what they've agreed to as long as he meets certain specifications and certain criteria if he doesn't meet that criteria he's not coming back and and they could suspend they could add on the suspension but right now you wouldn't get him until the middle of november now good time for a playoff push but you've got to get to that point and i think 11 games is too big of a chunk of time i mean listen i played the game with peyton manning in uh, remember the year he was injured, he injured his neck, and he basically sat out the entire season. Well, I drafted him yeah. and I kept him, but where it burned me was the fact that the Indianapolis Colts played Thursday night, week sixteen of the season, which was, uh, or actually week fifteen of the season, which was the last week we were playing. I was in the championship. They played, so I couldn't use him and get him off my roster to get a quarterback. And I ended up getting burned and didn't have a quarterback for the my championship game. Needless to say, I lost. That was a lesson I learned. And again, I tried to be kind of smart because I said, hey, if Peyton comes back late in the season, you're good to go. And another time, um, I think people who did that strategy with Kareem Hunt, remember he was out two years ago. He sat out for eight games and there were and I drafted him. It was my last pick. And I kept him on the bench, and he paid dividends for me at the end. But, again, that's half the season. That's not three-quarters of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Of course, people are writing off the Cleveland Browns right now because of the fact, really, um, you know, if Chubb gets hurt, I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt is not happy with things. He wants a new contract. So I don't necessarily think that Cleveland is going to be in a position really to – to go anywhere so this is this is going to bear interest and by the way speaking of cleveland real quick i think it's kind of interesting this week baker mayfield named starter for the carolina panther for uh, let me get it right for your carolina panthers mike and 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 i think i I think it's a good move i think it's a good move and i think it definitely shows an upgrade and i'll talk about that with players we're focusing on because of the fact Baker Mayfield makes that offense a little better. Is he an upgrade from Sam Darnold? Yes, he is. And the way he was treated in Cleveland, though, really, he's got a chip on his shoulders. And who are they playing week one? Oh, that's right, the Cleveland Browns. A little uh, uh, adversity that he's facing there. Uh, remember Sam Darnold last year started with the Panthers, played the Jets in week one, his former team. Now it's Mayfield's turn to play his former I, team. I think it's going to be, again, the NFL has set up some great storylines for week one. You've got that game. You've got uh, Russell Wilson going against Seattle. I mean, you got Tom Brady going against the Cowboys. Hey, it, it, there's all kinds of stories. So you're listening to the Fantasy Sultans as we talk about the season to come. We've just touched on the Deshaun Watson situation. All right, another situation that bears watching in terms of fantasy in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady retired, came back, then took a sabbatical. This is very un-Tom Brady-like. He took a 10 days or 11 days off from training camp. Now, does Tom Brady need the reps? No, I don't think so. But you have a new coach there. 
even though Todd Bowles has been there as the defensive coordinator, but still a new coach, I don't think it. I, I don't think people are making more out of this than they really are. But again, there's not been anything said about why he went away, where he went, what he did. So the theory of he was on the Mass Singer could be a good one. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of wonder if, and this is something that you know the, the team doesn't doesn't seem to be upset about this. This is not something that just came upon. This is something they agreed to. So it leads me to believe that this was something that was worked on. Again, is it the worst thing? I don't think so. But again, remember what happened last year with Aaron Rodgers. And if Tom Brady comes out on that Sunday night game against the Cowboys and doesn't do well, there will be questions. Why weren't you in camp? Blah, 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 blah. Same thing they said to Rodgers last year. And what did Rodgers do? Oh, he ran off uh, how many straight wins? 14 and 2 or 14 and 3. And they were the number one seed in the NFL. Well, it didn't matter because they lost in their first playoff game. But still, you know. Uh, again, week one did not make that big of a difference in that, that season for him. But what's your thought on the Brady thing? Hey, Tripp, I was going to say that when Brady does return, he's going to have a different offensive line protecting him. Ryan Jensen, he was lost for the season back in July to a knee injury. Just the other night, left guard Aaron Stinney injured his knee, rode off in a cart in a 13-3 loss to the Titans. Also starting a tackle, Tristan Wirfs could be out for an extended period of time. All of this adds up to a big problem for the Bucks, and that's protecting Tom Brady. Now, how does the GOAT overcome this? Well, he does overcome it because he can overcome anything. But it's going to be a challenge because that's three pieces of your offensive line missing. And we know that Brady has sat back and had plenty of time to throw the ball because he's had a great offensive line over the years. It goes back to New England. This is a challenge. This for him. is going to be interesting to see how it does work out because, again, you had the he retires, he comes back, the coach leaves. Um, you know, and I think it really Gronkowski, Gronkowski retired. You know, he, he's done, and of course, and and the story I think that was interesting that while Tom was gone, first off, you had that Miami Dolphins story break about how Brady was going to go and become a part owner of the Dolphins and then try and get yep. Sean Payton to join him next year. Um, but he backed away when the Brian Flores lawsuit hit. Uh, secondly, you had the story of how Gronk and Brady were going to go and join the Raiders when Brady was a free agent a couple years ago, and Gruden put the kibosh on that. Dana White from the UFC has the one who's been telling that, and it's been agreed to. Uh, I, I mean, um, uh, uh, Mike Davis has ag- agreed, or Mark Davis has said this story is true. And so you kind of wonder, Brady has been away, really hasn't had to comment on any of this stuff, and all this stuff has kind of bubbled over while he was gone. So you kind of wonder if this was kind of a, a plan thing or he got out of Dodge just so he wouldn't have to answer questions. Because I don't think, I mean, again, I haven't seen anything on the wire. Brady's back in camp, but I have not seen any comments that Brady has not talked to the media or anything. And it could be he's not talking to the media right now and is going to wait until uh, the season starts, or the regular season starts. And that certainly is right. I mean, Tom Brady is a guy who guards his privacy and really is very, you, you, you see... Uh, what he's you see from him what he wants you to see, and and drama and Tom Brady go oh, hand in well, hand. 
because he likes to stir the oh, drum. Oh, oh, no doubt. I no doubt, no doubt about it. It'll be interesting to see how the Bucks do. And and the Bucks, of course, uh, I was talking to my buddy who's down in uh, Tampa Bay, and he said they've got a brutal schedule this year, just brutal. And it's going to be tough for them to repeat. And I, I kind of wonder if Brady is going to say, why did I bother to come back? I mean, when you're getting $375 million to comment on football games and not get hit, it's looking a lot better than, than having... Yeah, he'd be getting paid more off the field than he would yeah, on the field. That's true. All right, Mike, it is time for our top 12 as you go into the fantasy season. Get ready for your draft this weekend. The Fantasy Sultan's top 12 is... All right, well, you know, the golden standard of selecting a running back first has not changed, but if you're picking in the middle of round one or round uh, of the round, you're definitely going to want to uh, be inclined to maybe choose a wide receiver over a running back. Now, I remember two distinct years where wide receiver and quarterback, tight end, they were in the mix in round one. Why? Because the value of the workhorse backs dropped because of underproduction. This year, some questions have been brought to the table like, Who's going to be the monster back of 2022? Who's the first back to get injured? A tale of two different outlooks, and we start it right now. I'm going to go with number one, and I think this is the clear choice. It's Jonathan Taylor. He led the league with 865 yards before contact for the Colts, 964 after contact. This guy's a force to be reckoned with, hands down, number one on the board. Right behind him, Carolina's Christian McCaffrey. Now, I know, Tripp, you're going to disagree with me here with the second pick. A lot of concern with McCaffrey. You have good reason to question that. He's played 10 games over the past two years, but in those seven games in which he has had at least 50% snap rate, he has dominated. At number three, Los Angeles Chargers Austin Eckler. Now, over the past four years, Eckler has accumulated close to 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns on 14 games per season. Now, in his third year, the Chargers offense should be much better. Moving along, I'm going to go with wide receiver Cooper Cup as my number four. Cup led the league with 191 targets, 145 receptions, and close to 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns. Even with some regression, Cup should still produce. Number five, Derrick Henry, an explosive back for the Tennessee Titans. Check this stat out. Henry missed nine games last season, even though he still managed to have 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns from scrimmage. Definitely shows the value both he and McCaffrey have on the field when they're healthy. Number six, Pittsburgh Steelers' Najee Harris at running back. Now, as a rookie, Harris led all running backs with an average of 57.6 snaps per game and had an 84% snap rate. 307 carries, 94 targets. Harris had more opportunities than any other back in the league. Should be interesting to see how they do this year with a different quarterback at the helm. Number seven, Justin Jefferson. Now, the Vikings stud had at least 15 PPR points in 11 of 17 games and hit the 20-point mark seven times. So this guy is definitely a stud at wide receiver. His numbers should not dip in 2022 either, even with new coach Kevin O'Connell figuring to be more aggressive and pass-friendly. Number eight, Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. Another player who falls into the same category as McCaffrey and Henry with injuries, but when he's healthy, he produces. Number nine, Jamar Chase. Oh, yes, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Both he and Burrow did an outstanding job. 
He had a productive rookie season with the Bengals. That was an understatement. 81 receptions, close to 1,500 yards, and 13 touchdowns. At least three upgraded pieces as the worst offensive line in football. It's going to pay dividends for him, so he will definitely be... uh, He may even go higher than number 9, but right now, that's where his ADP is falling in my book. Number 10, Joe Mixon, teammate of Jamar Chase. Mixon last year, 1,800 yards, 17 touchdowns on 359 carries. That Bengals offense was rolling. And Mixon's young enough. He has a high volume, and he will definitely be featured in a three-down roll. Number 11, DeAndre Swift. And I like him from the Detroit Lions. Definitely easy to underappreciate this guy. He last year, top eight back with a 67% snap rate and 18% target shares. He is definitely a version of Austin Eckler. And number 12, Aaron Kamara for the New Orleans Saints. In 10 games, Winston and Kamara have played together. They put up 580 yards, 349 receiving yards, and with a total of 10 touchdowns. Always in the conversation as a top tier in the rankings. Now keep in mind, Kamara was arrested and charged with battery in February. He was Now there is an impending trial going on. It was supposed to be August 1st. Lawyers pushed it back 60 days due to a status check. Still possible he gets hit with a suspension during the season. This is why I have him a little bit down in the rankings as 12. Some people have him in the second round. Some people even have him higher than that. But Irregardless, I think the suspension, the looming suspension, is what's going to factor into the decision as to whether or not you Yeah, that, that's the thing that kind of bothers me about Kamara, because he, he was a beast. In fact, uh, won me a championship two years ago because of how well he played on Christmas Day. Everybody remembers that. But the problem is, is that, again, you don't know. The NFL is not going to act on this until the uh, legal proceedings are concluded. Again, the same thing you say, well, wait a minute, what about the Deshaun Watson thing? Well, if you recall, the Deshaun Watson, they did not really do anything until after the legal proceedings had taken place and he had been, they they chose twice not to indict him. So that's when the NFL moved. And then, of course, they moved to kind of settle most of the lawsuits. There's one lawsuit still pending against Deshaun Watson. So that makes sense. That, that That's good. All right, I like that top 12. What we're going to do is we're going to give you a couple of ideas of players maybe you should focus in on. Because the top 12, basically, that's the first round of your draft. I mean, with rare exceptions. Unless you have the moron who decides going to draft a kicker. The taco of your league, but if the if if you if you do that, you do not listen to this program. You do not associate yourself with this program, and we don't want to know you because that is foolish. If you draft a kicker before your last round, you're a fool, my friend. You're a fool. I'm telling you that you're a fool. Okay, uh, not foolish are the players we are targeting, and here are some. I'm going to give you three per position. So I'm going to start off with running back because running back is a position that you really want to get earlier rather than later this year because there's not as much depth. I think there's more depth in wide receiver than there is in running back. So running backs you want to focus in on. One of them I'm looking at is Javante Williams playing with Denver. Now, Russell Wilson is the quarterback there. That's going to improve 
improve that offense, you know, let Russell Cook was the big thing in Seattle. Well, they've got some pieces of the puzzle in in Denver, and I think Denver's not that bad of a team. And Javante Williams, I think, is going to be a surprise, and he's somebody you may want to target. Again, not necessarily first round, but your second round, he's somebody you want to pick up at running back. Another running back, and I know, Mike, you're going to call a homer pick on this one, but Saquon Barkley for the Giants. The Giants have improved their offensive line. I think this is a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones. I think the new regime has been positive, and he's another year away from that ACL injury that basically wiped out his season two years ago. I think Saquon Barkley could have a big year this year, and I think if you draft him, again, second round, I think he would be good. I'm not saying take him as your number one running back, but as a number two running back, that would be somebody to look out for. And again, if he falls to you even in the third round, then go ahead and grab him, definitely. Last but not least, Ramadre Stevenson of the New England Patriots. Now, you may say to yourself, well, listen, picking someone with New England is death because... Bill Belichick, you know, keeps running people in and out, especially running backs and stuff. Yeah, I understand that. I get that. But you're talking about a team that is trying to I made the playoffs last year, but then, you know, had a horrific start and Mac Jones did not do well. I think this is going to be interesting this year also because you've got a new signal caller in New England because Josh McDaniels has left and gone to Las Vegas. Who is going to be calling signals? Matt Patricia is going to be calling signals. Although Joe Judge is working on the offense too, uh, this is kind of the Bill Belichick gamesmanship. But I think Stevenson is prime for a good year. And again, he's a quarter, he's a running back that you can grab again third round because when you come out of your first three rounds, you want to have two running backs and a wide receiver or two wide receivers and a running back. And if you take two wide receivers off the bat, he should be on the board for you in that third round, and you're going to want to grab him. All right, let's go to wide receiver. Um, You know, you hit on a couple of of big ones, but there's one name you forgot to mention. Devontae Adams, who was traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. And I got to tell you something, I I wouldn't necessarily be high on Devontae, but people are kind of overlooking him right now because he's gone to Las Vegas. He's not with Aaron Rodgers, but you forget, he's been one of the top receivers for a couple years. And this gives Derek Carr somebody to throw to. Derek Carr is somebody you got to watch for a quarterback, too, but I'll get into that in a little bit. But definitely think Javante Adams, Devontae Adams, uh, for a wide receiver. And again, as Mike said, and I said this to you, wide receivers, there's a lot of depth there. So if you don't necessarily get one of the top seven wide receivers, you'll be okay. Devontae Adams, though, is somebody to look for. All right, next up, I'm going to move down a little bit. Um, I'm going to basically go with your homie guy, DJ Moore in Carolina. I think the fact that uh, you've got a new quarterback, you've got Baker, the touchdown maker there. I think this helps DJ Moore. I think you're going to see him start to go up in drafts. His ADP is going to rise too because he's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Let's be realistic here. And he is one of the guys that people are looking at. I think he's going to have a monster year this year. He is somebody you might want to target. And again, not necessarily first round, uh, but second round, and again, that wide receiver two position. And then number three, got to go back to my buddy from last year, 
Darnell Mooney of Chicago. I was all over him last year. I was touting him from day one. You remember. And, of course, you know, he paid dividends. Now, Chicago is going to be better this year. I mean, Justin Fields has a year under his belt. I think he'll be better there. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. It's his job. I think that Darnell Mooney is going to be somebody you're really going to want to get, and he is somebody somebody you are going to want to target. Again, look around the fourth round, maybe fifth round. Don't overpay for him, but he is a wide receiver who week in, week out will give you some production at that wide receiver position. All right, on the Fantasy Sultans, let us move now to quarterback. Now, Mike, you you we didn't talk about any of the quarterbacks because you don't have them in the top 12, and of course, there's going to be some Yahoo who's going to think, oh, I'll draft a quarterback before everybody else. No. Mistake. Quarterback, there's value in quarterbacks. You can wait on it. The number one QB in fantasy, according to my buddies at fantasypoints.com, is Josh Allen. But I'm going to go a little bit further down the list here. I'm going to look for some value. I'm not going to look to draft a quarterback until maybe the fifth, maybe the sixth round. Again, you're going to have a quarterback run. If you want to jump on that quarterback run, you can, but you can also wait. Joe Burrow right now, QB3 coming off the board, QB4 coming off the board, behind Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. He's a guy I think can help you. A lot of people say, okay, hangover from the Super Bowl, but I think that team has upgraded their offensive line. I think the, the, the Bengals are going to be loaded for bear, and they want to get back to the Super Bowl. I think Joe Burrow... Could be uh, could pay off a lot of big dividends for you, and then I want to also go with Jalen Hurts of Philadelphia. The Eagles are going to be one of those teams that you kind of wonder what they're going to do this year. They're in the NFC East, so let's be realistic here. There's the Cowboys, there's the Eagles, and then who else? I mean, I'm even putting my Giants down for that. But Jalen Hurts is a guy who can give you the run. He can give you the pass. He's improved. Everybody that reports out of Philadelphia is he's going to be phenomenal. He's a guy I think you want to target. But again, this is sixth round, sixth, seventh round. You could get him very well. And then I mentioned David Carr, Derek Carr, and I want to I want to throw that in there because Derek Carr is another quarterback who you can wait on. You can draft him maybe seventh, eighth round. But if you're waiting on a quarterback... Again, he's got one of the top wide receivers in the game in Devontae Adams. You think he's going to have a decent season? I think he will. I do. And yeah. and again, Josh McDaniels is now the head coach there. You know, we know about his offense. We know how good he is as an offensive coordinator. He has been head coach. He's had a rough go, but let's see how it happens second time around. And again, I think that he's a guy to look forward to and and he's a guy you might want to target. And again, if you're looking at quarterback, you might want to wait a little bit. There is a bit of value. Last but not least, I want to go tight end. And, you know, tight end values this year are awfully tough because one of the things that you have seen with tight ends is you have teams that go to two tight end sets or go to three wide receivers or four wide receiver sets. I mean, there's only one Travis Kelsey. And let's face it, he's number one. Until he shows us he can't be number one, he's number one. And somebody's going to draft Travis Kelsey early. But you might want to wait and, and again... In the second round, you want to get sometimes best available athlete. Now, you may, if you miss out on the top wide receivers, 
you know, you may think running back, and if you miss out on running backs, well, where would you go? Well, I'm one of these guys who's at the far end. I have an early pick. I'm picking one in one draft, two in another draft. So when I come back in that second round, I may look to Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. Andrews is a solid performer. He had a great year last year. He's got Lamar Jackson as his quarterback. I mean, let's face it. The Baltimore Ravens are going to be one of the teams to watch in the AFC. And Mark Andrews is a fantasy stud. So he's a guy I'd look at coming back in that second round. Now, other tight end, uh, other tight ends. Last night, if you well, last night the night we taped this, the night before was the Monday night game, the Jets against the Falcons, and oh, Kyle Pitts did some amazing things. Kyle Pitts with Atlanta is looking good, and they say that Marcus Mariota is good. I thought his quarterback last year, Matt Ryan, was better, but Matt Ryan's not there anymore, so he's got to deal with Marcus Mariota. But Kyle Pitts is a guy I think you'll want to kind of grab, and again. Tight end, you got to look at possibly third or fourth round. And again, if you get somebody taking tight ends off the board, you know, you want to get a decent value for a tight end. And then last but not least, another guy who I've been high on for a couple of years, and it's the team that's right now on hard knocks. And I got to tell you, I like what I'm seeing out of Detroit. I mean, I, I think Goff is better the second year. I think Dan Campbell, what a great coach to play for. And I've been really enjoyed uh, Hard Knocks so far. And TJ Hawkinson is a fantasy stud. And again, he's got injury problems, but I think if he can stay healthy, he could pay off big dividends for you. And those are some of the players that I'm going to look forward forward to in a draft to get. Now, Mike, we got a couple of minutes here at the end. And again, if you're drafting this weekend, uh, what? A, give me two or three things you would want to recommend for folks as they head into the weekend. Well, I mean, I think you want to you want to watch the injuries. Um, that that's a big concern. Um, now, a lot of players are not going to play this week, um, or the starters won't. But um, you know, you you talk about watching injuries, but I think. When you when you do a mock draft, and that this is what you want to do before you draft, you want to do a few mock drafts. You don't want to do overkill because, you know, you can't prepare for every single situation because you're going to try to, and then what's going to happen is somebody's going to throw the kitchen sink at you, and the whole thing changes. So I would say go in and do a mock draft. Take a look at the players and, and realize that, Wherever you're drafting from, whether it's early, maybe late, you may have to reach for a player. And I think that's okay to reach for players. Uh, coming in here, we talked about it. Running back is first. And and I wouldn't be surprised if you go running back, running back in, as the one and two pick. Because, uh, you know, you want to build a good roster with some stud value. Because we all know, as you head after round three, round four, to round seven or so, that's where you deal with the running back de- dead zone. And so, you know, you're going to find more value at wide receiver in that spot. Or maybe that's the spot where you draft a tight end or even a quarterback. So it's definitely got to be running backs early. And, um, you know, when you take a look at the situation, I mean, I-, I think it just depends on what kind of flexibility that you're going to have in your draft. I mean, you got to you got to prepare for every single situation and it's very difficult to do that. But, you know, again, you know, you, you could take a quarterback early like you mentioned, maybe Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes 
Or you can wait on a quarterback and go maybe round eight, round nine, round ten. Now, you and I, Trip, we did that in one league, and it kind of hurt us because in one of our leagues, quarterbacks were taken early. So we were left with a gamble at a quarterback. Last year, it was Baker the touchdown maker. Well, he didn't perform that well for us. Uh, he was injured. And, uh, you know, that's why he's not in Cleveland anymore either. So, I mean, you take a look at the situation. Yeah, you can get a good quarterback because I know I got a good quarterback in Russell Wilson years ago, maybe round eight, round nine. He won the league for me. So you can find value. And I want to talk about quarterback because Tua is, I think, a quarterback that a lot of people are are sleeping on this year. He's got a lot of potential. Uh, You got Jalen Waddell. Don't forget Tyreek Hill and new coach Mike McDaniel is there. I think the only thing that's holding Tua back is his injury. So if he's healthy... Big numbers for Tua. And don't forget about Zach Wilson. Now, he did get injured in the preseason. Who knows if he's starting week one. But the Jets have built around him in the draft. They have Elijah Moore. They have Corey Davis. Three wide receivers. uh, Tight end CJ Usama. Tyler Conklin. I think that's going to benefit for Wilson's numbers this year as long as he stays. And again, this is a caveat, as long as he stays healthy, just and like And I want to jump in on the Jets so I, real I quick think- because another guy that you want to watch out for as a running back is their rookie, Brees Hall. Lot Brees of, Hall, lot yeah. of, A lot of people are talking about him. And, and I think, you know, Mike, I think you're right. The Jets have some possibilities. Um, you're right. Tua has some possibilities, although I'm, I'm, I don't. I hate to say this, but I I think the situation in Miami with the lawsuit and the suspension and the draft pick loss, I don't know. You know, I, I again, I I love uh, I love John Hanson, my buddy, the fantasy guru, and he always says good vibes, bad vibes, and I just I'm not feeling good vibes coming out of Miami. I, I think part of it comes from the ownership. I mean, when was the last time you felt good vibes out of Washington? And that owner is a jerk. You know, <laughs> you know I, I hate to say that, but I agree with you. One thing I'm going to say to you is, in terms of quarterbacks, though, again, um, I would, I would be, you know, I have been the last to pick a quarterback now a couple of times, and I've really gotten some good picks. I had Josh Allen a couple of years ago, Lamar Jackson the year before that. Uh, now, I also, in one draft, I drafted Patrick Mahomes, my second pick. Now, this was, again, I, I think you have to know what league you're in and the other people in the league. Yep. And know your yeah, opponent. And, and, yep. and what I was going to say is, and this is the lesson we always talk about, in the one league you and I are in together, two years in a row, we drafted Aaron Rodgers first and we are first round uh i think one year was seven and the other year was six we picked him early there was a reason for that because in that league there were seven or eight quarterbacks taken by the time we had gone the next time round because everybody was taking quarterbacks and it was either grab rogers then or sit back and wait on him and i wait on a quarterback and that's because we knew the league we knew what this league was going to be and it was funny because I think those two years, that second year, we won the league because we knew that. Yeah. And, and that's that's important. It's really, really important to remember that. Listen, in every league, you're going to have the people who know what they're doing and the people who don't know what they're doing. Your only hope is the people who don't know what they're doing will make stupid 
mistakes. And when I say stupid mistakes, I mean really stupid mistakes. And you can capitalize on it. Now, one of the funny things about one of the leagues I'm in is I get to play my buddy, Mr. Disappointment, week one. I've already told him he will lose that game. And he goes, don't count your chickens before their hats trip. I said, I've watched a draft for three years. I think I'm going to win this game. (laughs) I think I know what's going to happen. So next week, we will, of course, go into more depth in terms of uh, drafting uh, strategies, uh, do's and don'ts on the draft and that kind of thing. Because next week is when a majority of the leagues are going to draft that last weekend, that Labor Day weekend, going into week one of the NFL season. So we're glad you could join us here on the Fantasy Sultans. We are back again for another year. Again, you can uh, let us know what you think. Fantasy Sultans at gmail.com and of course uh, we'll be up with you Uh, we post the podcast every Thursday morning so you'll be able to listen to it and get the tidbits of information before that first game hits on that Thursday night and uh, I got to throw a selfish plug in here if you like the music of the 60s 70s and 80s you can listen to WTRS radio powered by live 365.com online I should say Uh, join us again next week we'll have our draft special he's Mike Sheck I'm Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not.